in the midst of darkness, light persists. Hey everyone, welcome to the Gandhi Show podcast. This is TJ Del Reno. With me on my left is Lance Weiss. Hello everyone, welcome to the program. And in placing Brendan Fitzgibbons today is our previous guest, a comedian, very funny, amazing, Luke Thayer. Wonderful to be here, thanks for having Luke me. Luke Thayer, Fitz is currently at a uh, Netflix premiere with uh, Bill Murray, so he couldn't be with yeah, us this priorities. evening. Yeah, priorities. He big timed us. And our guest today is our old friend who's amazing, comedian who runs the Gandhi Show in LA, which is awesome, David Foster. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we got him, baby. <laughs> Finally. I'm here. He's in Hard town booking. for the holiday. I'm in town. All right, so quick background. Uh, David Foster is so a comedian from New York City. From New York. Well, I was born in the city. I was, I'm a suburbanite, but yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. New York City comic. Uh, you moved out. Just as some brief background. Uh, you've been a stand-up for, I don't know, however many years. Uh, yeah, 14. 14 yep. years in New York City, and then you moved to Los Angeles two, two-ish years ago? Yeah, just uh, two years and like two weeks. Two years ago, and, and uh, <laughs> we'll round down. Keep it simple. And, yeah. um, and you also have a, is it a master's? I have a master's. In Chinese? Yep, traditional Chinese medicine. M-S-T-O-M. Okay. Masters so that, of the Science of Traditional okay. Oriental Medicine. For the listeners, is that uh, similar to holistic medicine? So Chinese medicine would be a subheading. Holistic medicine is just means any form of medicine that views the body as a system of interrelated parts. So Chinese medicine is one of those, basically. Ooh, like your car, like your body's a Chevrolet. Yes. Our sponsor of the Gandhi show. Yes, yeah. whereas... Uh, Western medicine would be the opposite of holistic medicine would be allopathic, which okay. is viewing the body idiotically. <laughs> <laughs> you feel very strongly about this topic, correct? I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's in, in so how do you spell that? Which one? What is it? Master's degree in uh, traditional oriental medicine, yeah. spelled all the ways you spell those words. Yeah. <laughs> how do you spell medicine? <laughs> okay. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's great. Um, so I don't know where should we, where should we start? So the, you know, the, the podcast is about turning negatives into positive. I don't know if you want to go, cause I didn't want to hit the, the Chinese medicine stuff. Um, I don't know if we should talk about that first or, um, or, or, or maybe just growing up in New York, growing up in New York is kind of a unique experience. Sure. Not a lot of people have that. Sure. Um, so is there anything uh, about New York that maybe was unique to you or that, uh, was maybe tough or maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe there's a negative to it. Maybe even laid, laid the groundwork for you becoming, uh, having a master's degree in what you have now. Uh, that latter part, definitely indirectly. I don't know. I mean, like, I, uh, I definitely, um, I mean, my family is definitely, like, very New York. Like, my dad grew up in Staten Island. My mom grew up in New Rochelle. Like, yeah. all of my mom's side of the family were, like, Jews from Washington Heights and everything. But I, myself, did not grow up in Manhattan. And I've had, over the years, many close friends who were native Manhattanites who are, uh, you know, never shy to remind me of the fact that I <laughs> okay, did not grow up actually in Manhattan. That being said, uh, you know, if I was from any other, you know, major city... In the world, like if I'd grown up, I grew up 15 miles north of Manhattan. So and if I was from any other city, I'd be claiming, like I could totally claim, oh, Detroit or whatever it is, yeah. you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, New York City was obviously a huge part of my life growing up. Like my dad worked in New York. My high school girlfriend. What'd your dad do? Lived in New York. He was, so my dad was basically uh, sort of what the show Mad Men is based on. Ooh. Yeah, my dad was, uh, you know, 1960s big swinging dick ad executive in That's New York awesome. City. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> There's going to be a dichotomy between
between that and what you do. And what no. I do? Well, yeah, not bullshit. that. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Both swinging big dicks, though, um, past and present. I think the bi- I think one of the big differences that I don't hear from a lot of like other people who grew up in like you know uh, generally like white suburbia was uh, I think the, the difference is that uh, maybe because of the proximity to New York and maybe partially because of the era that I grew like when I went to high school yeah. it was like early mid nineties New York hip hop was just a very 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 potent culture in the area and definitely like reached around the peripheral and so my high school was by no means like oh gun toting or anything like that but it's like you know for a predominantly like white suburban like Asian school like it was tough like it was like I got in fights like there were fights in the school like kids got smashed in the face with master locks like it wasn't like not that that was a daily occurrence but it was like when I tell these stories to like other people like I got arrested six times like everybody wrote graffiti not everybody of course but like there was a lot of graffiti Graffiti writing in my area and stuff That's like that. That's what you're getting arrested for, graffiti? I got arrested a few times for graffiti, Let's yeah. hit this. Let's Sweet. hit, uh, obviously, <laughs> getting, arrest, getting arrested is a, uh, some would say, a negative experience. Sure. Uh, I've never been arrested. I don't, I don't, but... A uh, lot of black people would say that. <laughs> because they're true. still in jail for graffiti. Is, yeah. Whereas... <laughs> Yeah, he's out. Uh, if you have a dad that's an ad executive, you get out in 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you like, this, you like this Pepsi ad? Get my son out of jail. This, guy, this guy's doing life for just pencil on, this, on the subway, <laughs> on the seat. <laughs> on <his> desk. <laughs> yeah. 30 years in life. It's, it's awful. It's beyond awful. I don't know. But, but let's... All right, so <laughs> jail... jail I really don't a, know. I can't speak on that. <laughs> jail or getting arrested is a thing uh, that happens to a lot of people. Uh, and sure. a lot of times it's construed as a negative. It's a uh, negative. Do you see any... Po- in hindsight, being a little older, a little oh, wiser... The reason I got into comedy. I mean, uh, so I was on probation for um, arson. Uh, that's, <laughs> arson's what? That's a major one. Setting something on fire? Yeah, so they made an example of us. We just blew up some lockers in my high school, and they wanted to make an example of And it was just pre-Columbine. We weren't, like, yeah, totally yeah. fucking retarded. You know, like, yeah. it's like it was pre-Columbine and everything. We were just kids pulling a prank. Like, we got Chinatown oh, fireworks. Now you'd be He's in still, Yeah, now it would be like, years. yeah, you'd be on the cover of Newsweek. And he yeah, still yeah, used yeah. the word retarded, though, so he's, like, still back. Like, uh, yeah. this is a combine. We're sorry. fucking retarded. I know. No, but we it's funny. Like, it's like, like, no, we can't say that. But it's just funny that you're, like, progressive, but also, yeah, like, can't there's say fucking com- gays in yeah. here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we want yeah, fucking gay. Yeah, I'm a New York kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I All the gays and the yeah. retards, I am against. For the record. No. <laughs> For the record. I love the progressive idiot. The blacks I think it's and the Jews. Um... Yeah, no, I uh, I was on probation and um, for that for a while, and then I was uh, and then I got arrested for getting um, my friend weed, like you know, which is I was getting him a couple ounces of weed, and the cops staked out the car, and uh, they charged us with whatever it was, some you know marijuana, criminal mischief, possession things, and uh, we had to spend the night in central booking, and my probation officer found out about that, and at the time I had been a huge weed head for my entire adolescence, and never really cared about anything except for hip-hop and weed and graffiti and you know pussy or whatever but uh but she gave me a final warning after that arrest and that was when i was about 20 and uh she said you know if you come up positive on any more drug tests then you will be for the first time violated which means i would have to go to jail and me being like you know a juvenile delinquent but still total like suburban white yeah that was a line for me like i knew i could not handle jail like i knew i wouldn't be okay in jail and so i completely quit smoking weed and i got depressed for like a month or two and my best friend at the time was a childhood actor in greenwich village and he had grown up in Greenwich Village and so he suggested we start making like comedy sketch videos and that became my outlet to replace weed like you know and that was how I got into stand up 
Yeah, it's amazing. It became that. a new uh, drug. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I mean, I got addicted to like performing, and like I had never performed anything ever. I mean, like I was nineteen, I had ne- had never crossed my mind. I wasn't like into theater uh-huh. at all. I mean, the closest thing was that like me and the same friend like had a rap demo. <laughs> like we wanted to be rappers, which was really you know? funny too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, but he was really funny. I mean, he was funnier than me. He, you know, he's who got me into being funny. And then like we had all these sketches, and we got a public access show. And then I was like, all right, I want to try stand up. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Wow, let's talk. Oh, that's it. I wish it had yeah. never had. No, <laughs> I mean that's a huge positive because I mean your life definitely could go the other direction and you could be in jail. I could have like, just kept be, smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, or you end up like getting a gun and actually shooting somebody. There, right, the, which the that period. wasn't going to be me. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I knew well, maybe that's that because you had option. a family that 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 set you the line. You know yeah, what I mean, like yeah, you, yeah, a lot yeah. of you don't have that. They don't have that line. Like no, it's said. very different. It was very different. I mean, like all of my crimes took place between age fifteen and nineteen. Yeah, none of them were violent. I mean, I got in some fights, but no violent crimes you know yeah. like i mean yeah man graffiti related fights <laughs> are fun no i mean that's because yeah. you wouldn't be the artist an artist today as you as you are if it weren't for those things yeah I think a lot of artists probably that happens to them right they come through some kind of out you know that's their outlet or like sports is your outlet whatever sure. it's like anger, well when fear, i started right? on the black comedy circuit and it's like the black comedy circuit is very uh urban material urban observational material centric uh and so my first five years all of my material was about like those like sort of juvenile delinquent yeah. experiences mm-hmm. and so it was like yeah i mean like the time when i got arrested with the weed getting the weed for my friends it was like that became a whole bit I mean, I wasn't a brilliant comedian, but I was able to make people laugh. Yeah, whatever it was really you know. good. That's where I met because that's when David, you went by Sauce. Yeah, and that's when I met David because David was he was like he had like was a hip hop dude had his hat like flat built hat uh-huh. sideways. What did you wear? There's like he just was like like yeah. a white hip hop dude, and totally. it was like. And that's when I yeah, I met him in the same circuit, and it was really fun. But yeah, David, he was so fun. You were so fucking funny. Thanks, man. But then watching, I mean, then watching, it's interesting to watch the transition of from doing that, yeah, to kind of being like, all right, I'm not gonna do. I don't know if I could say a character because that's probably no. That's the funny thing. I mean, like that's a uh, A that's like the yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing. Like the feedback I got from people, like when I sort of like went through that like shift and transformation, was like, oh, you dropped the character. And it's funny. I I always like say that. I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is embarrassing to admit, but I wasn't doing a character. (laughs) (laughs) It was you you were. It was who you were at the time. Well, it was a combination (laughs) of sort of who I was at the time, and honestly, like totally honestly speaking, like it was uh, nervous energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on stage like it was just nervous energy like I think like the big like the bigger thing that I think that I would that I would like to think and that I do think is that I didn't like you know quote unquote like drop the blackness like I became comfortable on stage mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just able to like calm down and then as far as wardrobe changing that's just age and style fashion yeah. changing I mean sure it's people not don't really dress like that 2004 anymore. yeah yeah because yeah. 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 when I knew you you weren't you, you he was this how he is now he wasn't like oh we shot Right. Like well, that was then. like the big thing. It was like that was such a thing for me my whole life is like distinguishing between like, oh, okay, well, you know, just because like I just doesn't mean I'm this like dumb, yeah. pretentious yeah. wigger guy yeah. from the movies. And like that's how, you know, you get seen and like 
it sucks. I mean, yeah. like, it, it's not. Like, you don't want to you know, be a Jimmy Kennedy character forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it like, sucks until you're like the Larry the Cable Guy of that character, and then it's awesome. Well, I think that's yeah. like what I was like. <laughs> yeah. oh, what I almost was able to. Yeah, become. sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, do you think this, that that the Larry the Cable Guy just gets depressed because it's not because that's not really no because he's a, he's so rich I know. millionaire and sells out. Do you ever think, out of your mind? No do way. Do you ever think Lance he goes home sometimes just goes kind of like oh man? I just, nope. I think never. I wish I never did that. I think he's millions of dollars so? doing going wherever he wants doing whatever you, oh, you can even, right. I go home half the night it's like but what it am is, I doing with no money did we ever say on the podcast what you said to that one dude at a bar that was making fun of some actor for doing like Time oh, Warner commercials yeah, and then yeah, Lance yeah. this like no good this jerk off guy at the bar is like uh, look at fucking stupid doing Time Warner commercials and Lance is like what the fuck are you doing he's on TV you're doing yeah. shit <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think it's funny when someone says that it was a, like a famous actor and they were on QVC selling yeah. like a prod. I think it was Nick Cannon and they were like, Nick Cannon's doing QVC. His career really fell off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome still. Like you work at a like <laughs> well, fucking... Just, yeah. Yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? His fall from grace is better than your <laughs> will ever be. Yeah, what are you yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. But I just love the guy. Anyway, that's like, yeah, I love that's that funny. guy who does that. I love it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Larry the Cable Guy, it's always like with those kind of character things, I always wonder. Or if Jeff Dunham kind of goes like, oh, I think I'll get away with it. No. Maybe. I think that's a more modern look at what comedians are supposed to be. I don't think that Jack Benny was exactly like that off stage. I think that's kind of yeah. A, yeah. came about with like Richard Pryor and uh, George Carlin. Personal what is talking? That. Uh, dropping characters in comedy and becoming... You off stage. Oh, sure, sure, On sure. stage. Meaning that Richard Pryor was exactly himself. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Or like Louis, of course. Is right, the, yeah. We assume that's him. Right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. So someone like Dan Whitney, uh, Larry the Cable Guy, I'm not sure. He might be a little more old school with that kind of thinking. It's right, like you can yeah. Separate right. it. I'm performing. Yeah. Still, I, I am becoming a character, Plus almost he's like an actor. Undoubtedly surrounded by relative degrees of yes men. Also. Oh, of course. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's not like he's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when you're selling out stadiums like, too, that's kind of a big yes. That's man. a big yeah. yes man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All yeah. right, guys, I'm wrong. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> TJ, TJ's like the guy. What about what about the guy who just gets like all the chicks? Is he like upset with it? Is he, like, uh, he must truly hate his life. The guy with all the cars down. and chicks. Like, does he ever get? To you? What are you yeah. out of your mind? <laughs> yeah, what are you, guy who's depressed is a guy who's working a job he hates with nothing going what are you on. You out of your mind? Living in a fucking three roommate situation. Oh, oh, I love when you get like mad. It's my favorite thing. Um, all right, so let's uh, uh, yeah. let's go to the. Um, I was Larry the Cable Guy. But I'm. <laughs> you were on that path. That's not what you I was trying. To, that is not what I was trying to say. I was sauce the hip hop guy. Yeah. So you took a left turn before rich and fame. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Came, fame came to you uh, for integrity. Integrity. Sake. Sure. Yeah. Right, I want to get into a little bit of. Uh, so how do you get into the, the Chinese medicine? Uh, you know, why, why do you go? That's such a, in America, that's such a, um, we're in. Faux pas. Yeah, we're in. It's not a faux pas. We're in New York where there's a lot more open people. You sure. take Chinese medicine to the, like I'm from Georgia. You take that to my hometown. What the, get that fuck out of here, son. What are you talking about? Like, like They barely even like here, Chinese food. Even in New York, Chinese yeah. Food, yeah. <laughs> but a good portion of the country, like what the fuck, you're an idiot. It's sure. Just, we don't yeah, fuck yeah. China and ISIS. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. people, But that's what people, that people associate all together. They so, yeah, no one's ever done that. But yeah, in my hometown, <laughs> in my hometown, that's, they were definitely. That's Lance's family. He's just. We're just past Thanksgiving. Big family down there that. in the south. No, but it's mean? true. I think like even people like uh, even people like my mom, um, yeah. who uh, you know who 
I think respects that I did it and like adheres to it to a degree. Uh, you know, they hear like people hear trigger words and we're very familiar with this like problem, this uh-huh. fetish in, in the stand up comedy world. Um, and they hear Chinese and they associate it with like, okay, like whatever, like uh, political stuff is presently going on in China or they hear about like, Oh, the toys with all the toxicity, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, no, 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 no. Like this is just like an ancient, this just came from China 3000 years yeah. ago. This has nothing to do with like what's going on in China right <laughs> you know like this was just happens to have been you know created and there are people who argue like oh no it was created by these other people but whatever for all that aside <laughs> yeah, but how do you get into it that's what I'm curious you're a stand-up comedian and yeah. you're like so how do you Harlem. grow into getting a master <laughs> a master's is no joke it's like it's no okay, joke. I'm taking this for real that no, was horrible I had way more hair when I started the program definitely what's the cal- <laughs> uh, catalyst to make you know why do you why do you do that you start reading about it and you're like this is interesting I don't know why I did it was uh, an ex-girlfriend and studied it and she got me first interested in it and uh, I when she and I were dating was when I was on like all the TV, TV shows that I was on mm-hmm. or uh, that Sauce was on yeah. <laughs> uh, MTV <laughs> <laughs> so I was very lucky early in my career and I you know didn't need a day job for a yeah. while and then a few years went by and I was gonna need a day job for the first time in like several years mm-hmm. which is oh awesome. I remember that yeah feels great definitely oh. uh, and then like I'm sitting there and uh, I really just didn't want a day job and I was I was like, all right, instead of getting a day job, mm-hmm. why don't I learn this thing that I'm fascinated by and I could just get student loan money? And of course, the argument back to that is like, well, you're going to go into an insane amount of debt. But I was like, yeah, but, and this is all me arguing with myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it but buys your like, time. But I'm like, yeah, but fine. like student debt, I mean, all right, so it's just a bill. Yeah. So I could have, so I have a bill for the rest of my life where like if I get rich, then that's, that's gone. gone. Like yeah. it's just gone in a second. And if I don't get rich, I have a bill for the rest of my life, but I have this amazing wealth of knowledge. this fascinating paradigm of knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, like whereas like otherwise like, or I'm waiting tables, yeah. you know, uh, now, did you take uh, the loan out under David Foster or under Sauce? <laughs> yeah. Sauce. I just got to no, pay it. Yeah. <laughs> Sauce has a bill for the rest of his life. Yeah, I'm good. That's why he doesn't well, exist anymore. It's Sauce. Yeah. They, they call Sauce is gone. I should have never brought Sauce. it up. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I should have never brought it up. Nah, it's uh, bound to come up forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's what not a bad Sauce thing. becomes a, a, thing um, a huge Chinese doctor. Like, forget, He's not a comic anymore. Sauce is like a Chinese. He's like this guru. Famous Chinese doctor. Yeah, yeah. Named Sauce. Well, there's that guy, that Chinese actor. Actor, that comedic actor, little guy who is like the he was a Western medical doctor. Jackie Chan. Oh, is that you mean? Yeah, no, that about. guy who's like you know he was I like you're talking about the fucking um, Kin. Kin, Kin uh, yeah, that's yeah. the one. What, uh, yeah. I know Kim Jong Il. Everybody yeah, knows Kim who Jung-il. he is. Kin. He, he was in all the funny movies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, well, yep. Yeah, all the funny whatever. movies. But you I mean, forget like, the movies too. But you know he was a he was a doctor, and now I don't I don't know that I I kind of think he's not practicing probably anymore. He got a TV show. Uh, yeah. Um, so I don't know. So are you That'd using the Chinese medicine in any other than personal now? Are you? No, I to... mean I'm in LA now, as you know, and I'm focused on comedy. Is so. it more um, uh, accepted? I guess in LA, it's like because LA is like people are vegans. I would just say like the... the percentage is probably bigger. Like the yeah. percentage of people that are open-minded to it in New York are probably bigger than anywhere else, and then in LA it's probably even a little bigger than that. Yeah, is basically. Okay, if I yeah, I'm not, I, I know I'm jumping around though. I'm just trying to like get um I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Uh, what about going? So you recently moved to L.A. after being in New York for twelve my whole years, life, twelve your whole <laughs> life, and twelve years as a stand-up. And now sure. you've got pretty much you moved kind of after you got this degree, right? Around around the same time. So you yeah you moved to L.A. 
why do you move to LA? And then one, I, you, um, what was your, you're on your second year. What was your transition experience like? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your mindset going in to LA, like leaving New York? Cause it's been your home. It's been yeah. life. It's been career Yeah. to just say, you know what? It's either time to move to New York or I need a change in my LA, life or there's yeah. something, some sort of pulse, a pull. Nah, well, I mean, like, so living my entire life in New York was definitely part of the motive, like being from here and having like only known here. I mean, I went to school in D.C. for like four months when I was 18, but I was on some typical New Yorker shit. And I was like, fuck this. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking this sucks. <laughs> Call this a fucking city. <laughs> um, and so, so I never really lived lived anywhere else i mean i guess i sort of did there but um but so that was part of it but i mean i was definitely terrified to move i had never set foot in california but i didn't want to be the new york comic who went out there for like a month with a two-way ticket and like made a decision on la after a month or even two months because i don't feel like you can know a city as a new yorker that's one of the things i most take exception to is like people that move here for a year and then try to paint a broad stroke over new york with like you know what new york's like it's like you know what you sound like, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. fucking idiot. You're like, you you don't know anything about New York. And uh, I think to LA's credit, whether good or bad, like one thing that it is, is a very, you know, profound, multi-layered place. It's a huge major, it's a world capital, you know, yeah. like, just like New York is. And uh, so you can't, you know, so I didn't want to be that guy who went there for like four weeks or six weeks and made a decision because it's either going to be amazing or it's going to be horrible. And neither one is going to be the true story, you know, yeah, of, of what your that's experience is going to be. So I, that's why I purposely bought a one-way ticket. And and in typical, you know, stand-up comedian fashion, I, I wanted to make the uh, courageous choice. You know, I wanted to do whatever what was most courageous. Uh, and so I was really scared to go out there. I definitely went out there with, uh, I guess, frankly speaking, a sense of entitlement. I mean, like, I worked here for 12 years and had whatever accolades I did and never had, I felt like, the representation that I needed to, like, get to the next level. Like, I felt like for several years in New York, I kept hitting the same glass ceiling, mm-hmm. which is not to say I was like, oh, I thought I was the best comedian in the world, but I guess like so many of us, I thought I was deserving of at least a little more than what I was getting in New York. And, uh, and at least ready. You were ready yeah, for whatever course, the next yeah. step was. Story of showbiz, huh? Yeah, of course. And so this, uh, you know, this uh, sense of entitlement coupled with, I guess, uh, you know, a cup of impatience. Um, but is that really impatient after 12 years? I yeah. don't really know. Um, so I went out there and uh, paid the price for said sense so of entitlement. What's the, what's the price? You're out there. What? What, what goes well, down? Well, the biggest mistake I made was not going there with enough money. If you go to L.A. and you want to make that courageous leap, do so with some resources. Oh, See, I no. tell people, people yeah. ask me about moving to New York all the time. They're like, I'm just saving. And I tell them, like, I'm like, just move because you're going to get fucked. No, you. you're fucking them in their ass. No, but I'm literally like, <laughs> I'm literally like you're going to get fucked when you move here because you make mistakes. You're like, you take cabs when you're here. You don't know what you I take. You're eating out at meal. When you move, you just don't know. Like, no matter what, you're going to be screwed. So I'm like, just get here and then fig- get an apartment and then get it, like, figure it out. That's the way I say. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I said it, too. That's the way I said it. That's the way oh, I, I did it. Let's try this. Let's try this. <laughs> so you've been in, your, in uh, L.A. Two, two years. Let's see some, uh, can you see some negative experiences from when you first got there? And in this maybe second year, any anything that has turned positive, what have you gained from, from maybe the transition? What was Long the, pause. What was the f- <laughs> <laughs> just the first thing there? What was the hardest thing? That hardest adjustment? What kind of kicked you in the gut? 
I think how suburban it is. And I'm not like, I actually probably (laughs) will do this joke on stage tonight, but I'm not trying to like be the New Yorker, like where it's like, cool, there's a fucking city, bro. Yeah. But, uh, but I really was sort of like shocked by, uh, I I guess at the risk of sounding naive, I didn't realize just how suburban it is. Like that it was like the shopping plaza and driving life. And that like, there really was like no kind of accessibility Mm -hmm. whatsoever. And the public transportation system, it's such a cliche, but like, yeah, it's a joke. It's horrible. It's really bad. I mean, like, and you're doing I that when you're first it. out there. You do, you do in public transportation when you first get out there, of course, which like, is the absolute worst. It's horrible. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, that's where you can't. You do you didn't have a license? He's your license. I have a driver's license. Okay. I have a driver's license, okay. but I didn't. But you I, don't drive that much in this living in New York. I so never had from, a car in my life. Now you go from having a. Now you need a car. Yeah, so I got a car, but the first two months I was probably a Chevrolet, our sponsor, the Gandhi. <laughs> I uh, my first two months, so I had relatively no money. I mean, I had literally like two thousand dollars and something, which yeah. is like you know. How bad is the transportation? Just because it's all buses? It's mostly buses. There's subways, but it's like when people say, like in LA, when they say, "No, there's people walking down the street." It's like, yeah, no, I realize there's literally three people way down there <laughs> walking down the street, <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, literally there are subways, <laughs> but they're not a part. It's like each major, humongous, colossal neighborhood has a subway. It's not like you know, it's not subway life. It's buses. It's bus life. And do you it's think slow? Do you it's, think about? It's very slow. Sorry, I mean, no, no, no. Do you think about when you're in? You've taken this. You're in the subway there. Does it remind you of New York? Do you have like a weird? No, not at all. No, it reminds you of like it's much closer to like maybe something like you feel like you're on like Metro North or you're okay. in like Atlanta maybe. Uh-huh. Like you feel like you're on one of those like shuttle train yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like you're on this big shuttle going <laughs> to the taking you far away. You know, it's not like a subway where it's like, yeah, yeah get up uh, about fucking seven blocks over here. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like fucking walking it's that air train. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're on this mechanism, you know, yeah. and it's like when you go into the escalator, it's like you're going like fucking Way into down. hell. You're going like you know, half a mile under the earth. You know, it's not like in the New York where it's like, oh, yeah, let me fucking just get on the train real quick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Jeez. So you, do you see any positives with that public transport? Probably not. Public transportation? <laughs> oh, it made pu- you get positives <laughs> coming out of that? Yeah. Um, Maybe the suburban life. No, sure. I mean, like, uh, I think, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like, not... I don't. I, not to give too generic of a of a answer to be too sentimental, but I think like L.A. It's like because uh, it it really made me appreciate all of my friends and family in New York. <laughs> um, because you do. It, it is. Uh, it is. You know, such the cliche, but it is unbelievably lonely. Yeah, I've heard it from it's so many people who've gone out there, and like I heard that before, but it's just like it's just one of those things that like it becomes such a cliche, and like you know, it coupled with your own naivete, and it sort of just goes in one ear and out the other. You know, it's like do you what feel do you very mean? small. You're like, there's a billion people here in the show bit, and you don't know where to go. Like what? What makes sort of on the comedy circuit initially, but that was mostly just due to newness, just feeling like yeah. new and feeling like looked at like in a way that like, oh, I haven't been looked at like this as a comedian in yeah. like 11 years, you know, like as a new guy. Yeah, I'm not used yeah. to being seen in that way. But no, I mean, like the thing about L.A. is like uh, <laughs> how many senses have started like that? Uh, <laughs> Um, no, it's just, it's just, I don't, I don't want to, you know, like I can't not exhaust all the cliches, but it is humongous and it is so spread out. It is, uh, 
Everything that is a gift about New York is also the curse of New York, and it's the same thing in L.A. Uh-huh. It's like the, every curse in New York is the thing, the claustrophobia, and people all on top of you, and it's, and it's so stressful, and, you know, it's like uh, it's too crowded or whatever, but there is a gift in that, which is that, like, you are surrounded by human energy, and yeah. that is, we definitely take that for granted, and that is uh, extremely valuable, and you in missed L.A., that. I do miss that. And in LA, it's like you have a much easier lifestyle. You have a ton of personal space. You're never short on personal space. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't have to worry about that at all. You're never going to be encumbered by crowds. Uh, but it is extraordinarily isolating. It is unbelievable. It's a big shift after being here your whole life. Because a lot of people, like, they live somewhere. Let's say you, you're from Austin, out, right outside Austin. It's a more then, similar lifestyle. Then you move to New York. It's more similar. Oh. But then you move to New York. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. different. Then that's you go to different. LA. So that's different. But coming but Austin from to all LA New York, is not that crazy. That's no, like, but that's I'm saying, being all New York based your whole life and then right to LA well it's as big a jump as you can do that's the word that's why it's the worst out there is like being that cliche because nobody complains about LA more than New Yorkers in LA and so like that's why there's this also like this big sort of like feeling and you hear it from comics on stage a lot out there there is this sort of like not necessarily anti-New York movement but like sort of like anti- fuck LA movement, you know, which they're entitled to, of course, you know, like if we live there and it's like, and it's not all bad, like LA is not inherently bad and you know, it's not all dummies and there's a lot of great people out there, of course, but, uh, but it is, I mean, it is notorious. And I thought it, I was a little guilty of thinking it was partially me being like, just so exhausted and burnt out and preoccupied with getting myself stabilized and being new in town and I don't know anybody, but it's like, I mean, one of my best friends out there is originally from LA. She's from Pasadena yeah, and she feels it, you know? Man. I mean, like people, like everyone feels it out there. It's, uh, Do you feel a lack of community? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels that too. I mean, like even uh, I've talked to several comedians out there and like guys who I look up to not only in the comedy game, uh, but um, also I look at them as like doing better than me in LA. Like I, when yeah. I see them, I think, you know, like in my mind, I'm like, oh, this guy's doing better than me. Not just necessarily in the comedy world, but just like in life, you know, yeah. like he, he has, you know, he like, figured it out and you right, did more so at least, uh-huh. you know, like, um, and like I'll get in a conversation with that guy and, uh, you know, he'll say the same thing. Like, oh, it's just so hard. You, know? like, <laughs> you really have to like pl- make plan. Like it is like, you just have to like really, really make like very solid, specific social plans plans there Hmm. and that is something that even transcends comedians like you know like friends of mine who are not in the comedy world it's like whereas in new york people sort of fall ass backwards into a night of partying and drinking yeah and uh you know and socializing and that absolutely one thousand percent does not happen in la because it's you gotta just drive. The storm of factors. You gotta drive. Everything's all spread out. Can't and like, drink. If you live in the valley or if you live on the east side and you have a good friend in Santa Monica, that's no longer a good friend. How far is that? It's just not. Well, it's only probably like, so from mid-city, from like Hollywood, I mean, Santa Monica is probably technically, I guess, only like eight miles, uh-huh. um, but uh, but in LA traffic, I mean, you know, that's far, that's long. Man. What's that, like two hours? No, I mean, maybe a rush, rush hour, but oh, okay. you know, no, maybe an like 45 minutes. I feel that way about New York, though. I feel like everywhere is an hour in New York. It can, it can be 35 minutes, but yeah. if you miss the trains, it's late at night, it, everywhere. If you're in Brooklyn, you got to get to Queens. If you're in Queens, you got to get to Manhattan. It's all an hour in my mind, wherever yeah. I'm going. And people have a harder time meeting up at spots there because of the driving culture and like parking and everything like that, and it's so yeah. overcrowded, yeah, as true, is New York, but the overcrowdedness in New York doesn't really like affect a meetup because if you're like, oh, I'm going to meet you at 129 Orchard Street, then you know the 11 people who are yeah. meeting up to hang out, all they have to do is get off the train and walk to 129. 
on Orchard Street. Yeah. Whereas like if it's eleven people, it's like they all have to like find they have to find parking and yeah. uh, you know, they're like from different distances away they're coming and I think there's there's just subtle geographic things that like create this storm of factors that um that do yeah that that um make it it's lonely <laughs> yeah do you do any of the Chinese medicine out there no I don't I'm not licensed uh, out there and I'm not uh, there for that you know okay. I mean like it's okay I how mean, long did like, you do Chinese medicine here a year I'm sorry how long did you do the Chinese? no I didn't do it at all oh, you didn't do it at all I you got the degree and the, then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you basically just wanted debt like I just wanted yeah. that. Looking for a Knowledge way to have debt. debt. Yeah. And Let's not, not forget Luke. Any of it. Let's not forget Luke. <laughs> Sauce wants debt. Sauce has no debt. no debt. And that is name appropriate. His credit can get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> right? oh, I'm so sorry. I should have never oh, said that shocker. Again. Sauce has <laughs> fucked up credit. <laughs> David Foster's is fine, though. <laughs> Ironic, because this guy practices some form of medicine. Uh, so uh, cool. David uh, Foster's like a comedian asshole. How long was he? Great credit. When you were in the master's degree, how long was it? Like a Four year? Four years. Holy oh, shit. That long. That's a commitment. Wow. I did five. <laughs> wow. Is how what are, are the classes every day? Or is it I mean Is it like a real co- like, like I don't know. Real, Not to sound like an asshole. I just don't know. The thing no, it's good. Um I think uh that is one of the big misconceptions about so Chinese medicine is acupuncture and herbs. And uh so one of the big misconceptions about it, people more similarly associated with massage and they're like, Oh, you like went to massage school and it's like, yeah. Well, no, it's more similar to medical school. Yeah. Because yeah. it's medical school. And it wouldn't be a master's degree in science. The only way for it to qualify as a master's degree in science is if it were an accredited school acknowledged by like sort of uh okay the medical institution, whatever that is. I should yeah. know this, but whatever, I don't. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, you're not a doctor. Right. So. <laughs> um, so that said, so that is why, like, so of those four years, like one, almost two years worth of those courses are all Western science courses. So Like uh, anatomy, yeah, biology. Exactly, physiology, all that stuff. So, <sighs> which is to say that we know what they do, but they don't know what we do. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's just true. Because they like, don't learn do. that side. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we take pharmacology classes yeah. like i learned pharmaceuticals they don't learn our shit all they know is like quote-unquote chinese herbs which could be referring to 700 different things yeah, yeah they there's don't all... know what any of them are yeah there's i've seen lord of the rings there's a lot um <laughs> so dj always sneaks in a nerd reference every fucking <laughs> yeah. podcast yeah i try uh so the say nerd we all color man the color yeah. nerd the color, the color nerd, nerd. The was colored it, nerd. <laughs> was there? Was there like? It was in the in your classes? Was it mostly girls like, and mostly gay girls? men? Gay men and girls. Now, like Chinese, all all over American Chinese, everybody. Uh, so the faculty was probably half Chinese, half white. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The student body. It's New York, so you know, um, it was very mixed. I mean, it was mostly white, but it was very mixed. I mean, well, everybody was there. But a lot of women and gay dudes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but a very small school. So oh. the whole time I was there, I think I uh, only legitimately dated one girl. <laughs> so, uh, we remained friends. Um, but um, but yeah, because it was a little dicey. Like the whole school is three floors of a building. So if you're yeah. gonna date somebody, it was like Neh. the campus. The campus. Yeah, not much of a campus. Lobby. Like no. you're gonna see that girl. Uh, so careful. Um, Wait. Yeah. So um, can I switch? Uh, can I go back a little bit to LA? Is that okay? Yeah. I'm just curious, what what have you uh, have you found? Uh, so, with the transition, have you learned anything about yourself? Like maybe from the toughness of being there at the beginning, and, or or are there things about LA that you see like is now like, whoa, what a positive! It was good I moved because of this, or I don't know any. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, oh no! Um, I don't know. Um, 
I don't. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think I was a particularly um, horrible egomaniac, but uh, but I mean, if nothing else, like definitely <laughs> humbled me more. Yeah, yeah. You had pride when you moved there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I he mean, used to walk in the rooms when I was on stage, and he would go, "Get him off!" And then they would take me off. <laughs> Isn't that David what the audience says? I mean, that is true. The audience was saying that. <laughs> yeah, David was there to. Um, <laughs> or let no, me- I mean, I think I've definitely. I guess I've like. <laughs> it's hard to say now because I'm like still there. You're still in it. Yeah, you but can't uh, see I'm it. still like sort of like in the progress of transition, which is admittedly definitely better now than it was, but uh, as, which is typical. Let me pose a different question then, if that's okay. Yeah. No, I mean, like, there's definitely, like, a softness I think I see in myself that, like, I think I'm probably more comfortable with because yeah. uh, because I've just been, like, it just sort of, like, kicked me in the face too hard in the beginning where it's, like, it just, any kind of bravado is so silly. It's like... Yeah. Because life will rip your dick off like so easily, like just so easily, like yeah. All right, so this kind of goes in my. I don't mean to keep interrupting my brain, just like I go all over the place. Um, He's sick. Do you have any herbs? For that? <laughs> I could, definitely mental <laughs> brain herbs. fucking thing I could use. <laughs> David, what brain can you medicine. give me for a soft penis? Do you think know, <laughs> so you, know you can mash up in a tea for me? Yes, we do. <laughs> this is a really bad case, though. <laughs> think of the Luke worst stop. possible Luke case. Stop. 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 This is a vagina. So what, what do you, um, Go on, Lancey. What do you do when? You, uh, so speaking of that, you say like life is like will punch you. You know, get like <laughs> what do you, what does David Foster do when uh, when you do get depressed? You're out there. You're lonely. You're like fuck this. This right. <laughs> what? Uh, this is a two part question. I ask the guests sometimes. Like, and I might know the answer to like when, to one of them. Whenever you get depressed. Do you do you go down some kind of dark hole? Like, are there addictions? Are there is there depression? Something? And then, so you're in LA. You're like, this is. I made this move. It's tough. What's your next move out of that? Like, you and I used to skateboard together a little bit, and that's one of the things I do when I get depressed. I just skate just to like fuck this. I'm gonna sure. go do these dumb little tricks for no okay. reason. So for you, like when you're in LA, when you're down, you know your set didn't go well. Why did I move? I'm lonely. Blah. blah. What what do you spiral down? And then how do you get out? Um, both. I think we all do both. Um, I think I definitely spiral down and, uh, I think when the spiral is minimal or when the spiral is, you know, less doesn't exist at all on mm-hmm. those lucky nights or whatever, uh, then it's definitely like one of three pretty typical things. It's either like my best friend out there or, uh, yoga yeah. or writing. Um, I've written more in the past two years than I've ever written in my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, then. it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I think like really quickly I deduced from the alone time and I've always loved writing. Um, yeah. so I've, I was, I always wrote, uh, like my blog and everything like for years before going to LA, but that has transformed into a much more like, yeah, I think I deduced pretty Pretty quickly, I was like, "Oh, I'm all alone mm-hmm. and feeling like these guttural emo- like yeah. constantly." What better thing? Like you know, like especially like in the beginning when I wasn't getting stage time, like and like wasn't yeah. doing as many shows. I'm like, yeah, like nobody wants to hang out. I don't have any money. Nobody wants to fuck uh-huh. me. So I'm gonna write mostly about that. Yeah, <laughs> the story of my life. Yeah. Even now, <laughs> so no tons of writing, tons and tons and you feel tons like it's good writing. You more my creative. writing has definitely gotten better, and so like that's one thing that I said to a friend, and she's like, "See, like you know, it's good. You're writing <laughs> there, or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, like that's what came out of this, you know, yeah, like, or whatever." And that there that might be true. Uh, it's hard to co- hear though, isn't it? It's hard to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely hard to hear when people like sort of like throw those like. 
Yeah, like silver linings. It's like, eh, like the ego doesn't want to hear that. Especially like, you yeah, know? what has it done for me? Do you make money off of it? So sure. I'm just fucking writing? What is, right. what is this? Yeah, and then like the cynical mind like argues back. It's like, well, but like my writing improved every two years anyway. Like my yeah. writing was always improving. Like at any given time, I could look back to two years prior and be like, oh, that sucked. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel the same way. And so like one could say like, oh, yeah, like LA made you such a better writer. And uh, honestly, it probably did just because sure. of just the quantity I've been practicing. Practicing, you know, like so, it probably very much did. Did it much more so than had I been in New York? I don't know. You yeah, know, it'd be like, nice to improve and be happy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I've done a shitload of writing. Yes, That's which good. I love doing. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay, maybe last thing, I guess. Um, toward then, uh, so you're out. You're out in LA. What do you, What do you? Uh, let's say how many years you got left. What do you, What do you want to try and do going forward? The comedy, the Chinese <laughs> medicine. You want to stay in LA. You want to? No, I mean, I'm not interested in practicing Chinese medicine in LA. I mean, like uh, at all. I have. I really. I'm not interested. The comedy in that. and in creative and writing and acting. Those the guys. comedy in LA are married. There is a marriage yeah. there, definitely. As far as or, or writing or whatever, but like something creative. There's definitely a marriage there. Um, because yeah, I mean, it would be hard for me to and not that I hate LA or anything I just it would be hard for me to like fall in love with it enough to stay yeah without being like sort of like given like you know any one of the first breaks that I'm looking for yeah you know like that I'm seeking kind of uh, need to be bribed to stay basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or yeah. New York you don't feel that you just like oh it's New York it's great it's different I mean I definitely a I'm like I'm I'm you know I'm super biased of course and I'm like I'm you know and then even beyond bias it's like yeah I mean I, I don't even think it is entirely biased I think I'm a New Yorker I mean like I yeah think, like I do love this and I was having this conversation actually with Ryan Connor who I yeah. ran the Gandhi show with and, and and he loves LA you know he was not yeah, a big fan he of does New York. love it and you know I was saying how like you know not every like native New Yorker is necessarily such a quote-unquote New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Like, I know native New Yorkers who, you know, grew up in the city and couldn't wait to finally move yeah. and, like, they live somewhere else. And then I know people like yourself or, uh-huh. like, or like uh, Nick Cobb is sure. a good friend of mine out there. And Nick is Nick Cobb is originally from Tennessee, and he's a New Yorker. He like, likes he New York, loves yeah. yeah. New York. Like, is he a New Yorker maybe in the sense that I am having grown up with, like, early 90s, like, hip-hop culture? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, he is a New Yorker. He like, loves you know, He's got city. the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an energy the people, people that we're here. Right. Because we have that energy. Right. And so, like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to, like, you know, like, jinx anything or, like, say that, like, oh, I'm this one-dimensional character, like, and I can't exist in L.A., but so I think there is partially that. Yeah. And and then, of course, like, there's the other part, which I hope is not a weakness, but, you know, the fact that, like, yes, all my lifetime friends and family are here, you know, and I'm not unclose with my family. Yeah. So there's that, too. So, yeah, I mean, like... So that that those factors. So, what's all. your ideal going forward? Would you like to be like maybe have your own show out based out of New York, and then you can do stand up in sure, New York? Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get you get yeah, to paint sure. the next my own show in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. TJ's like, but is he happy? He's it. got all this stuff. Is he happy with it? He's got the millions of dollars in the NBC <laughs> you, show. You eventually get tired of money and happiness, right? You, yeah, I'd be so happy. <laughs> Man. So yeah, of course. If you, if is that could... not your thing also and his thing? And the next person that walks down the <laughs> stairs right now? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, let's say let's say the genie doesn't come and grant you your wish of, you know, sure. having a, the greatest show ever or whatever. Yeah. But what what is it that you're 
looking for in the future, near or far, whether it's in L.A., New York? Because you've had an alternative lifestyle, I would say, uh, from the time that you were in high school, uh, almost seeming to rebel against sure, that, of course, yeah. that life that life that your dad had had. Of That's course, a good point uh, actually. Turning yeah, a through to, line, yeah, turning to comedy, Chinese, Chinese medicine, medicine. Yeah. it's all. Uh, Everything is this fuck go, you. Going yeah. left yeah. when yeah. everyone else is it's going right. It's a great right. point, actually. Yeah. I didn't really see a through line until yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the question? So, yeah. So basically, you know, what's... <laughs> How can I assassinate? <laughs> <laughs> so you're a terrorist. Right. <laughs> I assume. Yes. We just made the FCC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So you've had that alternative. Is there something that you're looking for moving forward that it, it, we're not talking about the grand dreams here? Like, you know, God, you want an existential answer or uh, just <laughs> maybe, maybe it's family. Maybe it's that community. Like you want to regain the community factor. I do, but I think, I think primarily I seek what I think most of the people in this room sort of seek to put it maybe vaguely, but is that sort of self-actualization via my art? Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first answer. I mean, yeah, sure. Like love, family, of course, you know, uh, I think that's, but just, where is it? Uh, <laughs> like, it? It was in you all along. <laughs> do you know, does your, does your dad, I know this is like a thing. Does your dad cool that you doing? Was he oh, yeah, down yeah, with yeah. you doing comedy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the funny thing. And like, so especially when I felt like I was like being like prejudged through like the quote unquote, like wigger phase yeah. or whatever. And it's like people here, it's like you come from like not poverty. And then on top of it, like, Oh, like you're white. And mm. so like, Oh, you're from this, like you ate dinner with like classical music in the background. And dad was like, you will go to Wall Street. And it's like, no, that's not all white people. (laughs) No, my dad's mad cool. Yeah. (laughs) So because him being an artist, like he was probably like, yeah, do you? That's great. Yeah. No, he doesn't get If anything, like my mom is probably more of the conformist, but she's also cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, Like because because she's the Jew. Yeah. Uh, Dad's not the Jew. And so she's Jewish. Oh, (laughs) thank you so much for listening, guys. It's the podcast (laughs) over. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, so she's probably more the, you know, like, want the perfect Jewish yeah. boy. And I think, actually, it was probably more that. Like, was she excited ideal. when you went for the age Chinese medicine when she heard medical school? She was like, oh, a oh, doctor. Yeah, and so then funny. Yeah, she yeah. does describe him as a doctor everywhere. They uh, <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> He's a Chinese doctor. That's what she said to me. Well, He's Chinese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, actually, my mom is, like, the first one to remind me, yeah, but you're not really a doctor, you know? (laughs) You're not a doctor. Leave it to moms. (laughs) Leave it to moms. Uh, Anything else, buddies? But, no, my parents are, uh, they are the cool version of the uh, white suburbanites there. That's good. Uh, That's awesome. That's awesome, Yeah, they are not the, uh, what is it, like, the the 80s movie cliche where it's like, young lady, (laughs) not listen to rock music. (laughs) Put some pants on. Yeah, I didn't, like, Take like a limousine to private school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. I mean, that sucks for you. Um, so, just kidding. Well, that's awesome, dude. And then, uh, so we can find you on Twitter at D Forest. Hold on. D Foster F O S D R comedy. I do this. Greatest producer yeah. in the business. <laughs> we can find you in the forest. Right? We did a that's podcast a few weeks you. ago. He forgot to plug in one of the mics. It didn't even it was no good. I really, I really, yeah. I really did. Unfortunately it wasn't his. It was yeah, the guest yeah, mic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was like, guess. well, no, well this is lucky it was, an, it was just us and Brennan. We did like an all like a, just us three, so it was oh, lucky cool. it wasn't a guest. It was yeah, it was really stupid. Uh, but I was like, as long as my voice is in, I'm like, well, we could probably use this no one, <laughs> no one cares about what Brendan says so I was like well, uh, 
Uh, right, so <laughs> anything else you want to plug? You got coming up. Yeah. So you, you got a Gandhi show in LA every. Uh, th- yeah, the Gandhi show, uh, Gandhi stand up comedy show in LA is at the MI Westside Theater in Santa Monica, which happens to be an excellent comedy club. One of the uh, better comedians' comedy clubs of uh, all of Los Angeles. It's on the promenade in Santa Monica. And it's uh, every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, and so, yeah, we have, we have that. That is wonderful, actually. And Twitter is D Foster. Comedy. comedy Yes David Foster Andy Comedy Foster Comedy And my blog is David Foster Comedy Blog You write good stuff on there but Which is like Almost like a lost art I feel like no, right. everybody, everybody, yeah, good right. Plenty of books still. There's, yeah, books. but people aren't blogging. Like you, you'll do like, a, here's my thoughts on something, and it's like a nice two pages of yeah. like solid. Well, other pa- people have resources to be able to like actually put articles and like books out there. When you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but few people, I will really blog because yeah, nobody else blog. will publish still my blog. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and if oh. we have reached that point that you can say a lost art, the blog. Oh, <laughs> we have, we have, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. The blog. The is kids a lost today art. don't remember. We have the no. Blogs. We don't remember Facebook anymore. Yeah. I've been no. making memes for the last four days. <laughs> yes, he has. I've been pumping out memes like yeah. it's nobody's business. Yeah, you really have. Because it's know. fucking five seconds of people's time. Sure, the first one got like 100 <laughs> likes, and then everyone after that, it, it hit ignore. Negative likes. Hit. Yeah, Negative. Negative. Lost sophomore followers. album, sophomore jinx. Uh, stuff. You guys yeah. can read all that on my live journal that I still <laughs> have uh, going on. I guess, what else? Is that it? We got anything else? Yeah, I think that's it. I guess, uh, Gandhi, you want to do a Gandhi show, whatever. Yeah, of course. I was listening to God. So go to Gandhi, GandhiShow.com for show dates. We're here Wednesday, every every Wednesday at 9 p.m. at Lucky Jack's Bar and then Gandhi LA. David Foster, who also produces one of the Gandhi shows out there. So it's great. It's awesome to have you in here. Uh, and that's it. Tell all your friends, share, rate us on iTunes, subscribe to us. And what about Luke real time? quick since he was our guest? Oh my God. Uh, our, I am our host guest. I'm a very good producer. Was my mic plugged in? <laughs> 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 what no. do you have? Anything you want to? No. You want to? Yeah. So then, Luke, yeah, Luke, uh, plug your stuff. Luke Thayer. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, at comedian Luke. Uh, you can follow me there. Comedianluke.com has all my uh, tour dates and everything. I'll be on the road a lot in December, so you can check that out. Ooh, definitely. And Luke was uh, one of our amazing guests a couple weeks ago, so it was awesome. Yeah, then at Lance Weiss at TJ Del Reno, and you can find all this information on the Gandhi Show Facebook and the website. Fuck Brendan to this week. No, no plugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Also, also he just got signed plug. to a deal. Yeah. By that the was way, a plug. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. He's, he's gonna. He's yeah. gonna be Time the shit he won't be doing the podcast anymore. He's no. in Bill Murray's He'll be next doing, fucking I'll be project. your new permanent guest host. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. He'll be out doing the Gandhi show LA with David. Been like, all right, Dave, listen, I'm going to just, uh, I'll run some of this down. I'm going to run some of this down. He's, yeah, fly he's in gonna, yeah. No problem. He's got a spot. <laughs> Nobody Take has done spot. the Gandhi show. I think, has anyone done the same week? I don't know, because they, they used to be in the same day. Now they're Tuesday and then when, we used to be Wednesday, Wednesday. Now yeah. there's Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Nobody's done Tuesday, then Wednesday yet. Like the same I want somebody to, and then fly and then do Wednesday. We definitely both oh, had Mike Kaplan oh, wow. more than once. I mean, yeah, Mike Kaplan's done a few times and a few, but no one has gone from Tuesday right to Wednesday. I want someone to do that in the same. That could be a rough performance on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I guess your flight's going <laughs> to Yeah, you're right, because your flight. That could be tough, because yeah. then you're flying really early Wednesday morning. And, uh, and go right to I mean, you can do it. We can do it. I want one person. Yeah, I want one person to do it. We can do anything. I'll, hey, I'll do it. JJ will do it. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't get spots. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Be well. Yeah, thanks. Go to GandhiShow.com for show dates and more. And follow us on Twitter at Gandhi Show. Lance Weiss, Brendan underscore Fitz, and TJ Del Reno. 